0: Old Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio,
1: Old Radio, Old Radio, Comedy Podcast!
2: Welcome to Episode 18 of Season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell will forever be famous for their creation of the characters Amos Jones and Andy Brown, and also the Kingfish. However, the proposed radio show started out as Sam and Henry on January twelfth, 1926 on WGN Radio in Chicago. The show was a huge hit in the Midwest, and the two actors requested that it be distributed to other stations on Phonograph Records, the very first proposed instance of syndication. WGN rejected the idea, and Gosden and Carell quit. Since they were under contract at WGN, they could not use the Sam and Henry name. So, they created a new show, Amos and Andy, and were hired by rival station WMAQ, who accepted their syndication idea and gave them higher salaries. The new show first aired on March nineteenth, nineteen 1928. By the end of 1929, over 70 other stations carried the show, and it became extremely popular. Crell voiced Andy, while Brown voiced Amos and the Kingfish. The setting began in Chicago, but eventually moved to Harlem, New York, with the two actors voicing over 170 different characters throughout the show's run. The show was picked up by NBC's Blue Network in 1929, and its reach expanded nationally. A few years later, Gosden and Carell were the highest-paid actors on radio, and the show was so popular that NBC was ordered never to interrupt the program except in matters of national importance or SOS calls. Eventually, Gazan and Correll sold the rights to Amos and Andy for $2.5 million in 1948. The show also tried to make it on television with black actors in the main roles, but was heavily protested against by the black community for its betrayal of black people as negative stereotypes. Thus, it was canceled after only two seasons. However, the radio show continued until 1960. Now sit back and enjoy the March 15th and March 29th, 1953 broadcasts of Amos and Andy.
3: that music say... Yes, sir, Amos, that music say... Good health to all from Rexall.
4: The Amos and Andy Show, transcribed, written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier, featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Roy Glenn, Corny Anderson, Lillian Randolph, Jeff Alexander's music... Yours truly, Harlow Wilcox. And starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Correll, Amos and Andy!
5: How
4: do you do, friends? I'm Freeman Gosden. There's one subject of conversation I always join in, and that's the subject of vitamins. Because when I hear the word vitamins... I just have to interrupt with two words that come right into my mind, Rexall Plenamins. They are the vitamins we have at our house and the ones I always recommend to my friends. So when you think about vitamins, remember Rexall Plenamins. That's P-L-E-N-A-M-I-N-S Plenamins. Ask for them at any Rexall drugstore. Once again, our friend Andy Brown was engaged. But, as has happened so many times in the past, the romance stopped short of the altar. Yes, when the girl found out that Andy had no money, no job, and no ambition, romance went out the window. Right now, it's the topic of discussion at the home of George Kingfish Stevens.
3: There, the girl turned him down, ready to alter altar, Sapphire.
6: Well, personally, I can't see what any gal would see in Andy Brown in the first place. Can you, Mom? No, I don't. Ain't
5: nothing but a big, fat,
3: uncouth, unpuncted boot.
5: Uh, Well, I don't
3: know. And the secrets with women's neither. I don't know whether he smooches his way up to their level or smooches them down to his level. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I see gals go in the tunnel of love looking at Andy like Red Riding Hood, looking at the wolf. And come out the other end, looking at him like Joe DiMaggio, looking at Marilyn Monroe.
5: The
3: only thing that works fast in the dog than that boy is a groundhog.
6: But well, I don't blame any gal for not wanting to marry Andy. He ain't got no job, no ambition, no nothing.
3: Well, the boy realizes that's always been the stumbling block on his road to romance. So he has decided to change his life and get himself a steady job.
6: Ha! A steady job. I bet old I ain't even trying.
3: Oh, who's he trying. He left his name with all the informant agencies, and every afternoon he's been taking a nap with his head right by the
5: telephone. <laughs>
6: well, the big trouble with Andy Brown, if you ask me, is that he's girl crazy. Always chasing after five or six girls at once. Nothing on his mind but girls, girls, girls. Yes, he's just like every man. That's what they all got on their mind. Now, wait a minute, girl. <laughs> now, you
3: wait a minute, Mama. All men's here like that.
6: Oh, yes, is. Yes, they is. Even Sapphire's dear sweet father was that way. Wonderful as he was. Every once in a while, I could tell he was dreaming about a gal. Hmm, how could you tell
3: that, Mama? Did he talk in his sleep?
6: No, he didn't. But a couple of times a month I'd catch him sleeping with a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling at night, and the next morning at breakfast, I'd find ground glass in the milk. Oh. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Kingfish, I've been sitting here in the lodge hall reviewing all the chances I had to get married. Yeah, you missed getting to church more times than a Sunday golfer, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> do you think I ever gonna get married, Kingfish? Well, Andy, uh, you have chased a lot of gals, but well, don't wait too much longer, boy. Getting married when you're old man, you know, ain't no good. It ain't, huh? You no, know, it's like training for years to win the hundred yard dash. Didn't find it out you ain't got enough strength to accept the trophy.
5: Yeah, I've had
3: a lot of chances, all right. You know, I've been figuring it up, and you know in my lifetime I've been engaged 62 times.
5: <laughs>
3: and 34 of them was to the Madam Queen. Oh, yeah, Madam Queen, the love of your life. Tell you know, me, boy, uh, that was a time Dad, that I thought you was going to get nuptialated up with her. Uh, what really done broke that thing up? Give me the lowdown on it, then. Well, all right. I ain't never told this to nobody else, Kingfish, mm-hmm. but three days before the wedding, I discovered she wasn't all she pretended to be. We were sitting on her sofa in the living room, and it was a hot June night. So I reached over and turned on the electric fan. Next thing I know, I was sitting there smooching with a bald-headed old lady. <laughs>
5: Gone with the wind, huh?
3: Yeah, she screamed, jumped up to grab her toupee, and her whalebone stays let loose.
5: <laughs> Boy,
3: her waistline spread out like chicken fat on a hot griddle. <laughs>
2: Turned
3: out to be bald and bloated, huh?
5: Yeah. <laughs> right
3: then and there, I decided I didn't want no wife that looked like a kangaroo with a butch haircut.
5: <laughs> well,
3: You've done pop back in your life on other occasions since then, ain't you, boy? Oh, yeah. I hear from her once in a while. You know, threatening letters, poison pen, postcards. <laughs> little <laughs> things like that. Oh, yeah, the love touch. Uh... That's right. She never really forgave you, though, for jilting her, did she? No, and the worst thing she'd done was back in 1939. She wrote a letter to the FBI saying that I was the brains behind the German-American bun.
5: <laughs> uh, tell me something.
3: Uh, whatever happened to the sour old monster? Well, last thing I heard, she was back around New York here somewhere, going around with some big shot or something. Yeah, well, that's one thing about Annie. You gotta hand it to her. She always attracted men, always had some fellow on the string. Yeah, I don't know what there was about Madam Queen. She was fat and homely, and had a nasty disposition, and a personality like an alligator.
5: <laughs> Six days
3: out of seven, you knowed what she had was nothing. But somehow, on Saturday night, she had the knack of making you think you had a big week. Well, my wife, Sapphire, has all them qualities, too, except in 23 years of marriage, I ain't never run into a Saturday night, you see.
5: <laughs>
3: well, I tell you, I was lucky that Madam Queen is out of my life. The only thing I was interested in now is getting a job. Yeah, well, I trust you was approaching uh, the subject with uh, great caution. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't put an ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll read it to you. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Say here, big, strong, alert, and intelligent man looking for employment. Prefer non-walking work, such as desk job or chauffeur. Reason, sore feet. (laughs) All that water, 97598. Yeah, that's a nice sound of air, Dan. I'd be careful about the chauffeur job, though. Why, ain't chauffeuring a good job? Well, most of the time, Andy, but I don't apply for a chauffeur's job once, and it turned out to be driving a hearse. I really left that job in a hurry. You did, huh? How come? Well, one night on the way up to Woodlawn, somebody started backseat driving on me, boy.
7: Alert and intelligent man looking for employment. Prefers work as chauffeur. Call Atwater 975 Honey, I'm only going to be gone a few days. You don't need no chauffeur.
8: But look, Rocky, I need somebody to drive me around in that big old car of yours. And when I seen this ad, I thought it was a wonderful chance.
7: You ain't thinking of using this as an excuse to get mixed up with a man while I'm away, are you?
8: Oh, of course not, honey. you always so jealous.
7: Well, all right. I'll call this number and arrange an interview with this fellow. But I don't want no nonsense. Don't forget, you Rocky riding this gal now.
8: Rocky, you got to get over this violent jealousy. I can't help it. You
7: told me about all the boyfriends you had up here in New York years ago.
8: Oh, but honey, everything's changed since then. That's when I was young and frivolous, and everybody called me Madame Queen.
5: Good
9: evening. This is your Rexall Family Druggist speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. One increasingly popular benefit brought to you exclusively by Rexall Family Druggists is the Ann Reducing Plan. This famous beauty authority and dietitian can help you lose up to five pounds a week and lose where it shows. What's more, Ann Reducing Plan is easy. It's fun. You don't starve. You don't count calories. You don't take backbreaking exercise. And there are no drugs, no unbalanced dieting. Instead, you get vitamins to help keep your diet safe and delicious appetite-reducing wafers for hungry moments between meals. If your extra pounds are not due to an organic cause, ask about the Ann Reducing Plan. Available only at Rexall Drug Stores.
3: Hmm, fella call and say coming over here to interview Andy for a job. Man say he'd pay $200 a month. I
7: wish that boy Andy was here. He could, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, come in. Uh, how do you do? My name is Rock Rodney. I'm looking for a fella here who advertised to take a chauffeur's job. Oh,
3: yeah, so, Miss Rodney. Uh, the boy here right now, but I, as his business manager,
7: I, I could handle a deal for him. Well, I'll tell you what I want. No. You see, I'm going to be out of town, and I got a girlfriend who has a roving eye. Oh, I see And I don't want to put no temptation in her way, mm. so I want a chauffeur who's unattractive and stupid. In other words, a big, ugly lunkhead with the brains of a moron. Now, uh, what's this fellow like? Well,
5: I think if
3: we brighten him up a bit, he might just fill your
5: requirements. Well, uh,
7: <clears throat> he sounds just like what I'm looking for. Uh, what I want is a real goon. Oh, he's a real goon, yeah. Uh, uh
3: hiya, Kingfish. Well, come in, Brother Andy. Uh, we were just talking about you, uh... Uh, this man is uh, the one that they answered your ad. This is the fellow? He looks kind of bright to me. No, no, no. It's just the way the afternoon sun glances off the cuspid door there and gives the boy that look of intelligence. Get <laughs> over in the corner there and then let the man get the full benefit of your ugliness.
5: <laughs> now, there he is,
3: mister. Ain't he a beautiful mess? Look at
5: that.
3: Kingfish, okay, what is all this about? Well, now, look, Andy, I'll go explain it to you and listen. Uh, Mr. Rodney here is going away on a trip. He wants a chauffeur that his girlfriend ain't gonna make no play for. The job pays two hundred dollars a month, but unless the fella is really stupid, he ain't gonna get the job. Now, what did you say to that, Mister Brown?
7: Blah bubble bubble?
5: Mister,
7: if he is your boy, I don't know who is. Yeah, I guess he'll do. Even my girlfriend wouldn't go for that. No. Uh, you report to Ackman Garage first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. Another thing. And when you're on the job, in case she speaks to any other man, I want you to keep your eyes open. I'll be there to take care of that. Yeah, when I'm on this business trip, I don't want her in the back seat smooching with no strangers. I'll be there to take care of that.
5: (laughs) Yes,
3: I'll have to. Now, what was that? Oh, nothing, nothing, no. no. The boy just displaying his
7: stupidity. Oh, he gonna make you a good show for me, sir. Oh, yeah,
5: yeah.
3: Now,
7: don't forget, keep your eyes open. If I find out she has anything to do with any other man, when I get through tearing him apart, he's going to be pushing up daisies in three different states. Mm, yes, sir, yes,
3: sir. Wow. I'd sure
7: hate to have trouble with
3: that boy. Mm. Yeah, but you better watch yourself, son. This gal friend of his might be a real sweet patootie, you know. Oh, listen, Kingfish, on this deal, I don't care what she look like. Smooching is out. Well, that fellow ready to tear me apart? I ain't going to be able to work up enough pucker to whistle God Bless America. <laughs> well, this is the department where they say to bring the car. Thanks for riding over with me, Kingfish. Yeah, well, boy, this sure is a beautiful Cadillac he got you, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Got all the latest features. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me this. has you met his gal, yet? No, no. The garage told me that Madame called him and said to bring the car around. Madame, huh? Yeah. Yeah, must be one of them high-class old uh, dowiches.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i better
3: check the back seat here and see if everything's in order. Yeah, open up the door there let's look in there. Oh, boy, that's fresh looking, ain't it? Yes, it is. Oh, what a car. Look what luxury that is. Yeah, this is one of the, uh... Say, Kingfish, you get a whiff of the perfume in here?
5: Yeah. Hmm?
3: Uh, she must be an older woman. Smells like Chanel Number no. 5 with overtones of Sloan's liniment in there.
5: You
3: know, you know something, Kingfish? There's something awful familiar about that scent. I associates that scent along with the sound of breaking bones and a wild ride on a patrol wagon. Just your imagination, Andy. Uh, oh, say uh, there's a woman's pocketbook on the seat. Yeah, well, hand it to me, Kingfish. I'll hand it to her when she come down. Make an imprint on her. Yeah, uh, well, how you like that? When I picked it up, the thing snapped open right in my hand. Yeah, look at that. There's well, there. now, wait a minute, Kingfish. Now, wait. now, listen, Anna. As long as the thing is open, you might as well get a line on who you're working for here. Look, Kingfish, I wouldn't do a sneaky thing like that. Uh, what's in there?
5: <laughs> well, now, let
3: me see here. Uh false eyelash? A raisin foam. A beer can opener? Hmm. Real old sport, ain't
5: you? Wait a minute,
3: wait a minute. Here's something. She must collect pictures of animals. She got a picture of a bull moose here in the wallet. Let me see. No, no, ain't it? That's a driver's license. That's a human being there, ain't it?
5: <laughs> Them
3: things on her forehead there ain't antlers. Them is warts.
5: <laughs> ain't it? this is
3: definitely a woman. Now, let, me, let me see this thing in the light here. Look at this. Holy mackerel, Kingfish. This ain't no human being. This is Madam Queen.
5: <laughs> oh,
3: Madam Queen is Rocky his girlfriend? And you working for her? Andy, this is murder. Kingfish, I'm going to get out of here. Now, wait a minute, Andy. Wait, oh, say, look. Look what's coming out of the building. Just to the teeth. Oh, me. It's Madam Queen. I'd know that nasty waddle any place. Well, come on. Oh, Kingfish, don't leave me. Now, come out. Oh, oh me. Here she comes.
8: All right, chauffeur. I want to take a drive up to Connecticut, and then I want... Wait a minute. Who is this here? Why is that no good Andy Brown? Now, look, Madam
3: Queen, I didn't know it was you I was going to be working for, and don't start hollering. I'm quitting right away.
8: Quitting? Oh, no you don't. Andy Brown, I done waited 12 years to get even with you. You gonna stay on this job driving for me and calling me my dom.
3: I ain't taking no orders from you, you old nanny goat. I have nothing to do with you. I finished with you years ago. I wouldn't look at you if you was the last woman in the world.
8: Well, I wouldn't look at you if you was the last man on earth. I hate and despise you. But you're going to stay on this job so I can get even with you.
3: Well, I hates and despises you, and I ain't going to do it.
8: Listen, Andy Brown. Either you drive for me, or I'm telling my boyfriend, Rocky, all about what you done to me years ago. Now, what you going to say about that? Uh. <laughs>
3: Where to, madame...
4: Frank,
7: this is Rocky. I'm calling from Chicago. I want you to do me a favor.
4: Uh, anything you say, Rocky.
7: Now, look, I hired a chauffeur to drive the old girl around while I was away. I got a sneaking suspicion, you know. I got to thinking about the guy, and I don't trust him. I want you to watch the both of them for me.
4: Watch him, Rocky?
7: Yeah. Trail him every place they go, you know, and give me a full report when I get back.
4: Will do. You don't trust this chauffeur, huh?
7: Well, he seems harmless enough. But he's got the same look in his eye as an Irish setter looking in a butcher shop window.
4: Now here is your Rexall family druggist. This time of year,
9: Rexall family druggists are constantly being asked, what have you got for a stocked up nose? And believe me, we have an answer, a good answer. Rexol nasothrysin. Nasothrysin are double-action nose drops that combine certain ingredients for the relief of congestion with the antibiotic tyrethrazin. That way, nasothrysin not only opens up the nose more quickly and thoroughly, but also inhibits contacted bacteria. We recommend that you read the directions on the package carefully before using. Remember, for a stopped-up nose and all the discomfort that goes with it, try nasothrysin. The great new double action nose drops. Available now at Rexall Drug Stores, everywhere.
3: Well, I wonder how is making out with his first day on the shovel job. That was something. Him ending up working for Madam Queen, the one woman he really is. Oh, boy, this is. Well, Algonquin J. Calhoun.
5: Oh, Kingfish, i got to talk to you. i got to talk to you. <laughs>
3: Holy mackerel, I ain't never seen you this upset. What's the matter, Calhoun? Kingfish, I just heard something.
8: And the minute I heard it, I heard it over here. The second I got the news, I scurried over here like a flash. I ain't never heard nothing that worried me like this. Now, uh, what is it, Calhoun? Well, it's... Uh, 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 the, the thing is... Uh, when I... Uh, well, how are you like that? Between the hurrying, worrying, and scurrying, I would forgot
3: what
5: i excited about. Now,
0: listen here,
3: will you please calm down, slow down now. It must be something important.
0: Yeah. Wait a minute now, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, it all come back to me all now. Oh, good. And they're going to get killed. Uh, what do you mean by that, Calhoun? Well, he, he done got that
8: job driving for Rock Rock and his girlfriend, and it turned out to be Madam Queen, didn't it?
3: Yeah. And he also is supposed to keep an eye on her in case she get interested in any other fella. Yeah, well, well, that's it. While Andy keeping his eye on Madam Queen,
0: Rock Rodney got a guy keeping his eye on Andy.
5: <laughs> now,
3: slow down here. Where did you hear this, Calhoun?
0: Down at the pool hall. Some fella named Frankie is out following him right
8: now.
3: Yeah, well, that don't matter. Andy ain't got no use for Madam Queen. After all these years and... She ain't got no use for Andy. Yeah, but you know how Andy is around, gal. Man, that boy's a real smooth moocher.
5: <laughs> oh, no,
3: Calhoun. It couldn't happen. Uh-huh. That is all over and done with. Uh-huh. It's just a job to Andy.
5: Uh-huh. Anyway, Madam
3: Queen is getting too old for romance. Well, I, I hope so for Andy's sake. But don't forget, Kingfish, many a house is done burned down after the furnace has been banked. Is this speed all right for you, madame?
8: It's a lot better, Brown, but don't you try no fancy stuff. You always was a no-good driver.
3: Yes, madame.
8: Hmm. You know, I'll never forget that time you took me to that large picnic. You almost killed me with your crazy driving on the way up there.
3: Yeah, and I'll never forget that picnic neither. We was going canoeing, and you done stepped off the dock and went right through the bottom of the canoe.
8: (laughs) Well, I'll give you credit for one thing. You did dive right in and pull me out.
3: Yeah, I remember. I done hauled you out on the shore, and you was unconscious. I put my arm around your waist, and give you artificial respiration for 20 minutes before I could bring you to.
8: <laughs> well, I got a confession. I was only unconscious for 10 minutes. Well, then why
3: did you let me keep giving you artificial respiration?
8: Honey, I know the good thing when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Brown, why is you slowing down? Well,
3: I thought that you and me could...
8: Brown, go... remember your place. Keep driving.
3: Yes, madame.
8: Why, I should be interested in a bum like you. i got everything I want now. Big car and a wonderful boyfriend.
3: Yes, madame.
8: And to think I ever had anything to do with you. You never was nothing but a no-good two-timer.
3: Yes, madame.
8: And I never will forget that time you went to the hospital for operation. I hired a nurse for you and paid for all them wonder drugs to make you well. And the next day when I came to the hospital, you was chasing the nurse up and down the halls on my penicillin. <laughs> two
3: more shots and not a quarter, two. <laughs>
8: the first time you come in my beauty shop for a manicure.
3: Yeah, boy, and what a manicure you used to give. You was the cutest Cupid doll that ever clipped a cuticle.
8: (laughs) Andy, was I? All said and done, I guess you was the chic of all times then. Yeah. Brown, what is you slowing down again for?
3: Well, I thought that like the old days, we could... Brown, that's
8: all in the past. Keep your mind on your driving.
3: Yes, madame.
8: <laughs>
3: Another thing, madame, uh, I noticed there's been a car behind us. You think they could be following us?
8: Oh, don't be silly. Keep on driving, Brown.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Is you ready to go home now, madame?
8: In a minute, Brown. I want to sit and watch the sunset. (laughs) This is the favorite spot where me and Mr. Rodney always park. Well, guess I'm ready to go home now. Well, get the car started. What you waiting for?
3: For you to get off my lap so I can get in the front seat.
8: (laughs) Oh, Andy...
7: Don't you try to lie to me, baby. Frankie seen you.
8: But, Rocky, I told you it don't mean nothing. we just old friends.
7: Huh. I know that sooner or later I'd catch you at something like this.
8: Rocky, what you gonna do?
7: I've waited for five years for something like this to happen. I'm taking my gun and going over and see this Andy Brown.
5: Oh, Rocky! <laughs>
7: You sure
3: we are safe up here, Amos? Oh, yeah, take it easy, Andy. You are safe up here in your own room. Oh, me, this is terrible. I didn't know we was being followed. Yeah, but, Andy, why after all these years did you have to make a play for Madam Queen again? Oh, I don't know, Amos. I guess it's like when you get a taste for olives, it's hard to keep away from the refrigerator.
5: (laughs) Well, i tell you, Andy. uh,
3: Oh, that must be the king you. Yeah. He's the only one that knows I was hiding up here. Uh, come in. Uh, hiya, Kingfish. I... Holy mackerel, it's Rock Rodney. Hello, Brown. Uh, now, just a minute, Mr. Rodney. Uh, you ought to be careful what Shut you... Shut up, you. Uh,
5: yes, sir, yes. Sir. <laughs>
3: Brown, you see this gun? Now, look, mister, look, I didn't mean nothing with Madam Queen. I am never going
7: to see her again. Honest, I won't. Never see her again? Now, no. Brother, you're going to see her plenty. What you mean? I've been trying to catch her in a spot like this for a very good reason. You have? For five years I've been trying to ditch your old goat. You marrying, Madam Queen, if I have to hold this gun on you all through the ceremony. Oh well! (laughs)
0: Let that music
3: say... Yes, sir, Amos. That music say, Good health to all from Rexall.
4: The Amos and Andy show transcribed, written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher... Featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Ruby Dandridge, Roy Glenn, Gene Vanderpile, Alvin Childress, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all-time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Carell. Amos and Andy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Freeman Gosden. Some people make a big to-do about vitamins, and they are smart to take this important subject seriously. Our family surely does, but it's no problem in our home. Long ago, we discovered plenamins are just about the best balanced vitamin formula you can buy. Yet, they cost just pennies a day. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you think of vitamins, I recommend that you ask for plenamins, P-L-E-N-A-M-I-N-S, plenamins at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Our friend Andy Brown has had such bad luck with the glamour girl type lately that he decided maybe it's about time he settled for the more mature type of girl. He thinks he's found the right one, Jane Winslow, better known as Cuddles. She's a wonderful cook. She's friendly, fat, and 40. <laughs> this evening, Andy and Cuddles have been to a dance. Right now, they're leaving the dance hall.
3: Well, here's the door, Cuddles. Uh, just turn sideways. You'll get through, all right.
10: You know, Andy, it was so relaxing dancing with you tonight.
3: Yeah, well, I was a little beat. Uh...
10: <laughs>
3: all on you round the floor there. My feet ain't had such a workout since I was coasting down Bear Mountain at 60 miles an hour. The floorboards fell out of my Essex, and I had to run all the way to Poughkeepsie. <laughs>
10: only oh, stop for a soda.
7: Yeah, I, uh... Hey, fellas, the circus must be in town. Here comes the elephant.
10: Andy Brown, did you hear that? One of them locals outside the dance hall is making remarks.
3: Yeah, well, just keep on walking. Ignore it.
7: <laughs> is that all you kid or are you smuggling lard? <laughs>
10: well, there he goes again, Andy. I demand you do something about
3: it. Yeah, but cuddles... You I... go
10: right make whoever said that apologize.
3: Yeah, but wait a minute, honey. Andy,
10: if you don't do it this instant, I'm going to think you are a coward.
3: Me, a coward? I like that. I'll go over there and really tell him off. All right, which one of you guys said that? I did, fat boy. What about it? Well, I uh, 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 uh... (laughs) was... You wouldn't want to take it back, would you?
5: Take
7: it back? Yeah. Please, mister. (laughs) Look, Buster, get lost before I close that mouth of yours from three different directions. Yes, sir, thank you, sir, yes.
5: Sir.
7: I ho- hope I didn't
3: offend you, honey. See you again sometime. Well, Cuddles, I really told him off.
10: Andrew Brown, I heard the whole thing. You're a coward. Yes, a low-down coward. And I done lost my respect for you.
3: But, honey, I ain't no coward. I was just as brave as the next fellow.
10: Andy, you and I is finished. I don't ever want to talk to you. And I'm gonna walk home by myself. Good night. Hmm. Imagine
3: her call me a coward. All right, let her waddle home by herself. <laughs> She'll learn her lesson if some hobbled up man jumps out of one of these dark corners with a gun. Or some thug steps out of these shadows. Or on one of these lonely streets, some tough with a blackjack comes out of. Uh, Cuddles, don't leave me alone. Cuddles, wait for me, wait for <laughs> me.
6: That's right, Sapphire. It's all over town. When that tough guy made fun of Jane Winslow, and it didn't do nothing. Things has come to a pretty pass when an escort won't even come to the defense of womanhood. Now,
3: wait a minute, gal. I see this Jane Winslow. What a hunk of woman. It would take the United States fleet to defend her borders.
6: Uh, I think it's disgusting. So when I was first married, your father said to me, he said, Ramona, if any man ever dares to whistle at you on the street, I'll thrash him within an inch of his life.
3: Well, if you looked then, anything like you look now, that was one of the safest statements a man ever made.
6: (laughs) alone, George. Say, you know what I heard today? No. I heard that Andy Brown is so upset about this, he's thinking of going to a psychiatrist to find out what makes him a coward. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll cost him a pretty penny. You know, them psychiatrists run as high as $50 a
3: treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychiatrist. $50 a treatment. Hmm, what a break for me.
5: George, you ain't thinking. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, girls. When it comes to taking advantage of a nut, you was looking at the top squirrel in the neighborhood.
5: Say, huh? hey,
3: Kingfish, I was looking for a doctor. I wonder if you could recommend a good psychi- uh, psych- uh, uh Say, Kingfish, what are you doing stretched out on that couch? Well, Andy, I was a psychiatrist, uh, just keeping it warm for my next patient. No fooling. You was a real, genuine psychiatrist? Yeah, of course I have, Andy. I got my psyching license right here. Hmm. I'll read you the license, yeah. Look at the gold print around the edges there. Yeah. Say here, know all nitwits by these presents.
5: <laughs> this
3: is to affirm that the underline, George Kingfish Stephen, having passed all the requirements, is now a genuine schizophrenic.
5: I'm <laughs> hereby
3: granted the privilege of dealing with egomaniacs, psychopathics, top floors, or any other assorted nuts Yeah, well, uh, you think you could help me, Kingfish? How much you charge? Uh, $50, Andy, but if you act fast, you can take advantage of my special one-cent sale
5: One-cent sale?
3: <laughs> yeah, then, Andy, uh, we charge us $50 for a nervous breakdown, but for only one week only, you see you was entitled to scream yourself into another breakdown for just a penny extra. That's the way I look Oh, that sounds fair enough. Uh, what must I do? Well, first of all, you lay us down here on the couch. Yeah, well, uh... Wait a minute, is you going to get up first? No, no, I always lay us right down next to the patient
5: here. <laughs> uh, give him
3: a feeling of confidence, Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, don't crowd me here. I'm by the doctor here huh? All right, all right. Now, patient Brown, uh, what's your problem? Well, the main thing is, I as a coward... Well, that's a common diagnosis, Andy. Most likely you picked up some kind of phobia when you was a child. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Where I lived, you could pick up most anything. (laughs) Well, now, let's get to the root of this thing here, patient. Uh, When you was first born, uh, was you ever frightened by your papa? What do you mean? Well, uh, what happened when you and your papa looked at each other for the first time? Oh, well... Papa took one look at me, screamed, took off down the street, and we ain't seen him for 20 years. Uh, well, now, tell me this. Uh, at any time in your life, uh, did you uh, have a fist fight? Well, yeah. I had one slugging match when I was in grade school. But I ran away when she started to pull my hair.
5: <laughs> uh, and
3: there uh, ain't no two ways about it. You was a coward. But I was happy to say that through the powers of the psychiatry... I was able to make a diagnosis, and I can cure you of being a coward. Oh, that's swell, Kingfish. Uh, What must I do? Stop being afraid. That'll be 50 bucks, Andy, and get off the couch. (laughs) Wait a minute here. Wait a minute, Kingfish. I ain't paying you no 50 bucks for that. Listen, I got a serious problem. I am serious about marrying cuddles, and I don't want nothing like her thinking I'm a coward standing in the way. Well, I tell you, Andy, you tell you what you do now. You pay me the 50 bucks anyway... And I guarantee to deliver this gal cuddles, lock, stock, and blubber, I'll do that. Oh, Kingfish, this is great. This is working out fine. I just can't wait till the day me and my six ushers carries that big fat bundle of joy over the threshold. Oh, yeah.
5: (laughs)
9: Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made with the Rexall drug company. Rexall Anapac is a good example. Anapac combines antihistamine with aspirin, phenacetin, and caffeine to fight cold symptoms in all stages. From the first warning sniffles to the headache, muscular soreness, and fever of a fully developed cold. So if you're just catching a cold, or if it is already king size, start right now taking Anapac as directed on the label. That's A-N-A-P-A-C, Anapac. At Rexall Drug Stores everywhere. <laughs>
3: I got to find some way to get Andy and that big fat Cuddles Winslow back together. Think I'll go in here and chew the fat with Al J. Calhoun. He might come up with something. Hiya there, Calhoun. Well, hiya, Kingfish.
5: Well, <laughs> hey, Calhoun,
3: what's the matter? Why are you sitting there staring in the space with that sad look on your face? Well, Kingfish, there's something I can't understand. I've smoked the cigarette that's kind to my throat. And I wash it with the soap that's sweet to my skin. I take the vitamins that's nice for the health. I dust my clothes in the service that's gentle to the fabric. And I sleep on the mattress that's kind to the body. Yeah, well, what uh, can't you understand?
6: Why? Oh, why is I such a mess?
5: (laughs) Well,
3: I don't know, Calhoun. Uh, Offhand, I would say that you is the kind that does, does nothing for (laughs)
5: <laughs> I guess you're right,
3: Kingfish What can I do for you, boy? Well, I'm going to tell you something uh, Andy promised me 50 bucks If I could get uh, his gal, Curtis Winslow To make up with him mm. Now, she thinks that Andy's a coward mm. Now, what can I do to convince her That he ain't no coward? Well, now, let's see
5: here Wait
3: a minute, here. Scratch your head, there. suppose uh, she thought Andy was an
0: ex-war hero or something That'll do the trick
3: yeah, but the only thing is, Andy wasn't in the war, and he ain't never... Uh, he wasn't... Uh, uh, he, uh... Hey, wait a minute, Joe. Yeah. Suppose I made up a story about Andy being in the war. Yeah. That he was one of them, uh, them commandos or something. Yeah. Yeah, I could kind of back up the thing by saying I was his old commanding officer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: Kingfish, this is one of the most sensible ideas you've had in a long time. (laughs) Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can
3: have Andy call up this gal, Cuddles, and tell her to meet him down at the ice cream parlor. Then I could just kind of pop in there on the accidental kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And then back up and end the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 you see, this all started when someone made disparaging remarks about the gal on the street, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, I had an experience like that one time. You did, huh? Yeah. I was walking down the street with this beautiful gal when this fella, twice my size, whistled at her. Twice your size. Yeah. So I flexed my muzzles and I walked up to him and I tapped this great big bruise on the chest and said, Listen, bub, did you whistle at this gal? And he said, Yeah. And what about it? And I said, Okay, take this. Oh, you hit him, huh? No, heck no, I give him
5: the gal. Oh. <laughs>
3: Say, Cuddles, uh, these two chocolate nut sundas is nice. Uh, you sure you don't want me to get a couple for you two?
10: Andy Brown, I didn't come down here to have no Sunday. You said you wanted to talk to me. Now, what is
3: it? Well, uh, after what happened the other night, I guess you think I was a coward.
10: Well, what else could I think, Andy?
3: Well, uh, <laughs> truth of the matter is, Cuddles, I didn't want to hurt that other fellow.
10: You didn't want to hurt him?
3: No. You see, once you've been a commando in the British Army, you never quite loses your killer instinct.
5: <laughs> it, uh, it's like putting
3: DDT on a police dog. The <laughs> please is gone, but the itch is still there.
10: Why, Andy, I had no idea you were in the British Army.
3: Oh, sure. I was the original yank in the RAF. I went into battle three days before the war started
7: I just can't believe it It's a long way to go oh, no, no. Well, look who's here
3: If it ain't my old commanding officer left blimey of the hot and cold stream guard <laughs> If it ain't Commando Brown, the hero of the Battle of Berkeley Square. Yeah, jolly good to see you, old Bean. Yeah, nice run into you, too, jolly old Rutabaker. Ain't seen you since we split a bowl of fish and chips sitting on the steps at Buckethead Palace. <laughs>
10: Why, this is such a
3: surprise that Andy was a war hero. All right, oh, the Blighter has a bucket full of medals at home. Yeah, we gave him the DSO, the VC, the KBE, and the BBC.
5: BBC? Yeah,
3: with the oatmeal clusters.
10: Yeah.
5: Well, what did
10: Andy get all these wonderful medals for?
3: Well, during the war, we dropped him behind the enemy lines from our airplane.
10: Oh, Andy, you are a paratrooper?
3: No, no, they just dropped me behind the enemy
10: lines. <laughs> yes, yes, good show. Yeah, but...
3: good show, good show, yeah.
10: How exciting! Oh, yes.
3: Modest Hero Brown here was responsible for wiping out a whole spittoon of Italian soldiers. And <laughs>
5: well,
10: Andy. How did you do that?
3: Well, I... Uh, yeah, how did I do that, left kind
5: of funny? <laughs> come,
3: come, Modest Hero. Uh, is you forgetting how you... Slipped into the cook tin and popped them two dozen hand grenades into a pot of spaghetti? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time them boys found out they wasn't eating meatballs, there was a no condition to fight. <laughs> good show, pip Pip. Oh, good show, Pop-Pop. Yeah. Well, i got to be popping
4: off this show. <laughs> Why, Andy,
10: this has changed my whole opinion of you. What you're no coward. You're really a war hero. Mm. Oh, forgive me for misjudging you, Andy. Oh,
3: that's all right. Now, suppose we celebrate us getting back together with a hot, fun
10: Sunday. (laughs) Oh, that'll be wonderful, Andy. Order me three so I can catch up to you. Yeah, yeah,
3: sure. Andy, look. What?
10: Look who just came into the soda fountain. It's -hmm. that friend of yours, Amos Jones.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, so it is. Uh, Hey, Amos. Amos, come over here.
10: Well, well, hello
3: there, Andy. How is you, Miss Winslow? Oh,
10: hello, Mr. Jones. How are you? Yeah,
3: what you two folks got your heads together about? Well,
10: Andy was just telling me about his wonderful war record. Oh,
4: yeah. You mean about the time he was the air raid warden?
10: Air raid warden? Well, I... Yeah, I
4: I remember the first time the
3: sirens blowed. Andy was the only warden who ran out in the street waving a white flag.
10: (laughs) Wait a minute, Sheriff Amos, wait a but minute. But, Amos, Anna was telling me about the medals he got during the war.
4: A medal? Oh, well, uh, yeah, he did get a little brass pin for his buttonhole when he gave a pint of blood to the Red Cross bank. But they had to take the pin back. Take it
10: back?
4: Yeah, you see, after he gave his pint, they had to give him four pints of theirs to give him strength to get
10: home. man. <laughs> Let me out of this
4: boot. Yeah, but uh but cuddles. You
10: not only a coward, but you've been lying to me. Goodbye, and I never
4: want to see you up Andy, what happened? Did I say something
3: wrong? I'll say you did. You done really messed things up between me and Cuddles. You know, if I wasn't such a coward, I'd beat you to a pulp.
5: Oh. <laughs>
4: Now here is your Rexall family druggist. Those who suffer
9: from acid-upset stomachs seek ever faster and more prolonged relief. Perhaps that's why Bismarix, Rexall's famous antacid, grows more popular every day. You see, the ingredients in bismarex are specially compounded to work in a continuous relay. First, excess stomach acidity is often neutralized in less than one minute. Then other ingredients acting more slowly Ease gastric distress, soothe and protect irritated stomach membranes. That way, Bismorex gives relief that's both fast and prolonged. And now, besides the ever popular powder form, Bismorex is also available in easy-to-take, mint-flavored tablets. So ask for either Bismorex powder or Bismorex tablets at Rexall drugstores everywhere. It's the store with the orange and blue sign.
7: One and
3: two and three
0: and four.
3: Mm. Oh me. Uh come in, it's open. Oh uh, say, brother and uh I uh, hey wait a minute, Jander. Why are you standing around in your underwear? Finance company will repossess your suit again?
5: <laughs> no,
3: no, Kingfish, I have taken exercise. Oh. You see this thing I got here is called the Little Giant Chess Expander. Oh, you mean them two long springs with the handle at each end, huh? Yeah, you stretch it out across your chest, and that expands the thing. It builds up your muscles and reduces you at the same time. Yeah, well, you can stand a little of that, Andy. You ain't got no chest at all, and around the belt line with all that blubber shaking, why you look like a kangaroo that's doing his laundry in his own pouch
5: there. <laughs> yeah, well, I
3: ain't been able to stretch this thing across my chest yet, so. To loosen up the spring, I've been putting my foot on one handle and holding it on the floor like this, and mm-hmm. then pulling it to the other end like this, see? Yeah, lift it up there. Pull away, Andy. Pull. Yeah. <laughs> Pull away, son. <coughs> Ow! <laughs> Holy mackerel, Andy. The thing smacked you right in the fist. Yeah, I've been doing that every time.
5: <laughs> you know, I've been
3: losing a lot of weight, but most of it has been in my teeth. <laughs> you know what you ought to do if, if you want to build yourself up to prove to this gal cuddles that you ain't no coward. The thing to do is to go to one of them bodybuilding gymnasiums that they advertise in the newspaper all the time. They got a physical instructor there and everything. Oh, yeah, I have seen them ads where the little fella takes his gal to the beach and the lifeguard hollers skinny at him and plays up to his gal. Yeah, then this skinny fella takes a body course and comes back and beats on the lifeguard and gets his gal back. Yeah, but you know there's always something that's bothered me about that. Mm, what is it, Anna? What has the lifeguard and the gal been doing while the skinny fellow was taking that six weeks course?
0: <laughs> now, Mr. Brown, one well, of the first steps in our bodybuilding course is losing weight. Oh, uh, yes, sir. And one of the ways we accomplish this is with massage. Mm. Now, if you'll just roll over on your back, we'll get busy. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, sir, so, yes, yeah, sir. So. Mmm, that feels good. Is we getting any place? I don't know. Mr. Brown, yours is the flabbiest head I've worked on in a long time. <laughs> now, class, all together, up on your toes, stand. One, two, one, two, one, two. Hold it, hold it. Uh, something wrong? Mr. Brown, what is the trouble? You are the only one in the class who's not going up on his toes on the count. Yeah, well, I can explain that. Uh, You see, my feet are so flat that
3: when I get up on my toes, my heels are still on the ground.
5: (laughs) All right,
0: let's try it again. One, two, one, two, one, two. (laughs) Now, Mr. Brown, we'll try the Indian clubs. This is a game introduced by the Indians many years ago. Yeah. Now, we hold a club in each hand, make a wide swing over our heads, and then down. Yeah. All right, let's try. One, two, swing. Oh! Oh!
5: Mr.
3: Brown, you hit yourself on the head. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now I know what happened to the Indians.
5: <laughs> if
3: they'd have stuck the ping pong, we never would have got the country away from them. boys, take a look at them muscles.
4: Yeah, holy mackerel, look at that boy, Kingsley. Did you ever see anything like that in your whole life?
3: Yeah, look at them broad shoulders, too. Yeah, look at the muscles, especially on that one arm. I ain't never seen bifocals like that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nameless, look at them stomach muscles.
4: Yeah, and uh, I can't get over
3: it. All the blubber is gone, and them muscles are just as hard as a rock. Yeah, well, it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that. Well, I tell you, boys, with that physique, Cuddles can't say that you was a coward no more. Oh, no, and I invited her to go swimming with me over at the indoor pool. When she sees the shape I was in, she'll fall for me all over again. Yeah. Now, if you two weaklings will get out of my way, I'll Charles Atlas myself right over to that swimming pool.
5: (laughs)
10: seen at the swimming pool with a great big he-man like you. Yeah,
3: well, don't mention the cuddles. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here a while and kind of flex my muscles.
10: <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed. You're so slim and handsome. I'm so fat and chubby.
3: Well, don't let it bother you. So what, if there's more of you outside the bathing suit than there's on the inside? <laughs> yeah,
10: but people have been staring at me. I just hope no one makes any fresh remarks.
3: Yeah, uh, don't worry about that. Anybody make any smart cracks around here and Muscles Brown will take care of them. Because <laughs> from now on, you is my only honey baby.
10: Well, I... T- <whistles> that is, Andy. That is again. Somebody whistled at me. It came from that crowd right over there. Yeah,
3: don't worry. I'll take care of that.
10: Now, you be careful, Andy. Yeah, I will. <laughs>
3: All right, all right. Which one of you is the wise apple that done whistled at my gal friend?
8: I is, But I've whistled at you, handsome.
3: Yeah, well, you shouldn't have... I ought to... I'm... Uh... Uh... Hello?
8: (laughs) I've never seen such a build in my life. Could I just... Feel those arm muscles of yours.
0: Oh,
3: sure. Go right ahead. Ah,
8: <sighs> there. <laughs> you know something? Andy Brown, you come back here.
3: Just a minute, honey. Get lost, you big, fat bucket of lard. Now, as you were saying, honey... <laughs> I am Charles Correll, ladies and gentlemen. This evening, as Andy, you heard me trying to lose weight and having quite a bit of misery doing it. But now,
4: here's my old friend Harlow Wilcox to tell you about a way to lose weight that's easy and fun. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here's a way to lose up to five pounds a week that's really easy. No drugs, no starving, no counting calories. The new Ann Delafield Reducing Plan is safe, sound, scientific, and fun. Here's what you get for just a few cents a day. First, the Andella Field Reducing Plan gives you vitamins to help keep your diet safe. Then, delicious appetite-reducing wafers to curb that runaway appetite. Plus, a big beauty book list of menus and beauty tips for more vitality and pep. Don't wait. Ask for it today. The Andella Field Reducing Plan is available only at your Rexall drugstore. Yes, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to visit your Rexall family drugstore. Thank you and good night.
3: See you next Sunday.
2: Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks
1: for listening. Thanks for listening.